Welcome to HCS Talks. I am your host, Superintendent of Hampton City Schools, Raymond Haynes. This is a Hampton City Schools podcast. I'm going to claim that we are still fairly new to the world of podcasts as we released our first podcast at the beginning of this school year. HCS Talks is designed to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain our community and beyond. We'll talk a lot about different topics related to education, students, teachers, support staff, parents, programs, and initiatives, community partnerships, and more. Some of it will just be informative or even entertain you, no matter who you are. So we hope you will stay tuned and keep listening to HCS Talks. Today, I have the opportunity, the great opportunity to sit down with one of our Bethel High School alum, Miss Francina McCory, who is known around the world for her accomplishments in track and field and is now, I believe, an entrepreneur. So thank you for being here, Miss McCory. I'm looking forward to our conversation for the listening audience and to learn more about you, your experiences as a Hampton City School student and your many accomplishments over the years. So, can you give us a brief overview of your educational path and connection to Hampton? Yes, um, absolutely. Um, First, I want to say thank you guys for having me. Um, I'm so excited. Um, But just a brief overview. Um, I went to Robert E. Lee Elementary School. Then I went on to go to Davis Middle School. And then, of course, I went to the greatest high school ever, (laughs) Bethel High School. So, you know, I'm a Hampton native, true and true. Um, So that's why it was such an honor to um, represent Hampton on an international scale. Yes, ma'am. You you have been being very modest so far this morning, (laughs) Ms. McCoy. Uh, All of your accomplishments and how you have greatly represented Hampton City Schools and Bethel High School, the Bruins. And I know you still have some connections and ties to Bethel and and have formulated some long-lasting relationships with staff members over there as well. Yes, I have. (laughs) So talk a little bit about what you're doing now and what are your interests outside of track. So I just recently retired in 2021. So now I'm still in the track and field world. I um, I own a timing company, so I time track meets for the youth. Um, I still wanted to keep my foot in track and field because it's my favorite sport. I love it so much, so I just couldn't leave completely. So that's what I'm doing now. And some of my interests outside of track, um, I love hosting. Um, I still work out every day. I can't get away from that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of my main interests. Do you and work out first thing in the morning? So it depends. Sometimes I do. I'm just um, saying that for the listening audience in case you all don't know. She just told me she was not a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> so what is morning for you? Morning for me is about 12 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when you start working out. Yes, yes. But lately I've been trying to discipline myself a little bit more. So I've been going at 4, between 4 and 5 a.m. Trying to get back on track. You know, being retired, I kind of been relaxing a little too much. So Retired at such a young age. It must be nice. So 
I'm going to go back and mention some things for the listening audience because you are really being real modest about <laughs> your accomplishments and things that you have uh, done throughout your career uh, thus far. But can you tell, well, as a high school athlete, student athlete, how did you balance school, track, and life in Bruin country? <laughs> That was tough. That was tough. But we had some great coaches, um, Coach Eddie Williams and um, Cantrice, Pace Pierce. Um, they kept us in line. Um, it was hard. It was hard. But, you know, we had to have um, an organized schedule. I would say that that really helped with, you know, us keeping up with our classes and grades and going to the track meets because I, I believe we had track meets in the middle of the week as well. So it was important, um, but they always made sure we put our schoolwork first. Um, and I can remember <laughs> one time um, I missed a class or two, and Coach Eddie sat me down and he said, hey. Class or two? Yes. <laughs> so you just skipped the whole day. <laughs> yes. I remember Coach Eddie had a very like straightforward conversation with me and he said if you keep on this path you're not going to be able to run track so even though I was super talented um he still didn't let me uh, lose the educational piece exactly and so I appreciate that hence that sure. word student in front of athlete yes. wanted to make certain your academics were intact above and beyond anything else so absolutely we certainly appreciate that you mentioned coach Pace Pierce as well which we all know Miss Pace Pierce is one of our Academy principals at Bethel High School. So talk a little bit about that relationship you had with Coach Pace Pierce. Oh, my gosh. She's my girl. I love her so much. I'm surprised she doesn't have great hairs because of me, though. <laughs> but, no, she's been my mentor. And my mom, she's like my mom. Like, I call her my mom. Um, when I first got to Bethel, um, I kind of needed some guidance. And she was there to give it to me so um she plays a big part in my success for sure um, I wouldn't be where I am without her oh that is a remarkable thing to say and I know it's real heartfelt in terms of how you feel and Ms. Pace Pierce is representative of what we say in terms of educators establishing that rapport and relationship with young people and we know once that's established for the most part young people are going to be successful just based on that connection with adults in the building and knowing that there's someone who actually cares about your success and your overall well-being, too. Absolutely. So tell us about your collegiate journey, uh, your career aspirations when you went to Hampton University, and did anything change? Because I know some things. I know that initially, above and beyond Dragon Field, you wanted to be a mortician. Yes, yes. And I still want to pursue that. I still want to pursue that. Um, just so I've been running track since I was 12. So um, when I retired in 2021, I just kind of wanted to take some time off and, you know, relax and do things um, that I guess not normal people, but, you know, I, I want to take a vacation, well, vacations and things like that because training for the Olympics is a very strict schedule. So like every day it's the same thing. Um, you have to work out at a certain time. You have to eat at a certain time. You have to be in bed at a certain time. So, um, but to answer your question, you have to I'm get sorry. up early. Yes, yes, especially with training here. So we had to be at Williams at six a.m. every morning. I was not happy about that. 
<laughs> but you did it. But but I did it. It was worth it. You know, anything you're trying to achieve um, to a great heights, you have to sacrifice. So absolutely. So when you went to Hampton University, your aspirations were to do what? So when I went there, um, I'm actually the first college graduate in my family. So my wow. main goal was to get a college degree. Um, but along the way, um, I broke a couple NCAA records and things like that. So, um, I think going to Hampton University and with the coaching there, it let me, well, it showed me that I can perform on the professional level. And I didn't think about that, um, going into Hampton University. I just wanted to, you know, become a college graduate and make my family proud, um, but my collegiate journey was awesome. Um, I met so many great people. I still have the same best friends from college. We talk every day. So, and it was nice being They run close track to and field too? They did run track um, in college, but they don't run anymore. Okay. Yeah, as soon as we graduated, they was like, that's it. <laughs> but so they, they, but they, they were supported. probably some of your biggest cheerleaders when you were breaking records, huh? They were. They were. They've traveled with me to some of my track meets um, overseas and things like that. So they still cheer me on to this day. So, so throughout your time being a pirate at Hampton University, did anything change for you? Going, okay, it was. Well, no, not really because... As far as structure and being on a track team, I felt like Coach Eddie really um, embedded that in us, like teamwork and, you know, watching out for your teammates and things like that. So that wasn't a big adjustment. Um, I would say the intensity of, like, the workouts and things like that definitely changed because you're on scholarship. Right. So, um, and if you don't perform, you could lose your scholarship. Right. So it added a little bit more pressure to it, but... Um, so you had to perform on two facets, academically and athletically, in order to maintain that scholarship. Yes, yes. And then you have the balance of, like, you know, partying when you're in college, too. So um, that those were the things that were different. So you had to kind of buckle down a little bit more. Yes. Um, because you're responsible for all of those three things. So... But I, I feel like I balanced them pretty well. It was a good balance. So you <laughs> obtained a degree from Hampton University in what? What was your um, degree psychology. in? Psychology. Psychology. Then you went on from Hampton University to do what? So in 2010, after I graduated, um, I signed a professional contract with Adidas to run professional track and field. Wow. Yes. And I did that for the last 11, 12 years. So it was a lot of fun. So professional track had a contract with Adidas. So tell us a little bit more about your experience and journey uh, being a professional track star. So it was nice. It was nice. We had to travel around the world um, basically for free to perform. So I've been to many, many countries. Um, I've traveled so many places that I didn't think I would be that I would ever be able to travel to, you know, being from Hampton. So it was awesome. Um, I went on to go to the 2012 Olympics where I got my first gold medal in London. That was amazing. It truly is amazing. I was trying to pull that out of you. So. <laughs> you you are a, a poster child for having a strong sense of humility. I'm trying to pull some things out of you. Thank you. It's your time to uh, brag about the things that you've accomplished. So you see your first gold medal. Yes. So tell us about that. 
Oh my goodness. The gold medal and and what? The four by four hundred meter relay. The four by four hundred relay. Yes. <laughs> um, that experience was remarkable. I mean, to get on the podium and hear the national anthem play. Every time I think of it, I'm brought to tears. It's like all of your hard work and that, like you realize, it just paid off. So it's just so amazing. And to be able to represent Team USA, it's just, you can't even describe the feeling. Team USA, the city of Hampton, Hampton City Schools, Bethel High School, and the whole family was just cheering you on. So you said the first so did you receive more than one gold medal? Yes. So in 2016, I then went on to Rio de Janeiro, and I got a second gold medal in the 4x400 meter relay as well. <laughs> that is truly amazing. So what else did you accomplish in the in the Olympics? So um, that, that was, well, I didn't compete in the 400 in Rio. I only ran the 4x4, four four, um, but I did compete in the 400 and the 4x400 four meter relay in t- 2012. So um, that was it. I mean, to go to the Olympics, your main goal is always to get a gold medal. So I'm grateful that I was able to get two. I'm also grateful that I was able to go to two Olympics because some people don't go to two. They only go to one. Because four years is a long time in between and anything can happen. Yeah, come back after four years and, and win a gold medal a second time, that is nothing short of remarkable. But you also won another medal, didn't you? Yes. So we have world championships that's between um, the Olympics. So in 2015, we got gold in the 4x400 meter relay, if I'm not mistaken. And... In 2011, too. So the world championships are in between each Olympic year. So we get medals every year. <laughs> so for the listening audience, Ms. McCoy is also the International Association of Athletics of Federation's 400-meter indoor world champion in 2014. Oh, yes. Well. I forgot about that one. Sorry. <laughs> just that humility and modesty just coming out. That's, I'm saying I'm trying to pull these yes, things out of you. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yes, yes, that's one of my favorite. Um, that's one of my favorite gold medals. I think that's my first um, individual international title. Wow. So it's very memorable. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm still so proud of that moment. And you should be. You've accomplished some amazing things that uh, will will continue to make uh, Team USA proud and your city proud and your alma mater proud as well. So can you tell, I know we have have some uh, listening audience members who are in high school or even in middle school. Can you tell them why it is important for a student athlete to have a vision and plan for their future? Absolutely. Um, That's super important because you always want to get your education first. Your education is important. That's something that um, can't be taken away from you. You know, um, being an athlete is great, but your education is what's going to take you through the rest of your life whenever you retire or whenever you stop doing sports. So it's definitely important to have a vision and a plan outside of just being an athlete. Very well said. It is the foundation for everything else that you do. So through your track career, you, you've mentioned that you've traveled to many places. What was the most interesting or enjoyable place you visited? 
Oh my goodness, I have several. Um, I love London. I love the food in London. Um, the weather isn't so great. <laughs> but other than that, I love it. I love it. It's a great time. I love the fashion in London. I love the diversity. So that has to be my favorite place. So during the times you were out in London, Rio de Janeiro, how long were you there? So um, they always require the athletes to get to the Olympics two weeks before it starts, just so we can get adjusted to the time and the atmosphere and the climate. So we always get there two weeks before. And being that the 4x4 four, the four four is always at the end of the Olympics, we stay at the Olympics for the whole two weeks because it's usually two weeks long. So about a month or so, did you get some time after the Olympics? We're over to stay and do some more sightseeing, or how did that work? Actually, we don't because we have track meets. Um, we have to finish out the European circuit. Okay. So we have to go right back to work. <laughs> but the two weeks prior, you did get a chance to tour some things and then get an opportunity to experience the food. You mentioned the food was really good. Any particular thing that you liked? So they have this Italian restaurant. I know it's not Italy, but it's in London. It's so, so good. It's called ZZ's. So I probably ate there every day um, while I was in London. Because the food in the village, in the Olympic Village, it's okay. It's not great, but they always have a McDonald's in the village. So we always go to McDonald's if we don't like the food. Went to London and went to McDonald's. Yes, yes. It isn't that crazy how they have a McDonald's in the Olympic Village. They're one of the uh, official sponsors, but you would think that they would have like Subway or something. But <laughs> well, at least you did experience some other foods other than McDonald's while you were out there. In yes, in different places. So, Miss McCoy, tell us about the I guess the rigor of preparing for the Olympics, not just the physical aspect, but also the mental aspect of preparation. Oh, goodness. You have to have, like, laser focus, laser, laser focus. Um, and it's more so a lot of it is mental. A lot of it is definitely mental. Um, you have to set a goal, and you have to go after it no matter what. Um, you're going to have some bad days. Um, you're going to have some disappointments. You don't, You won't win every race, but you have to mentally be strong enough to get back up and and keep going, so... But it's worth it. So it seems like the physical aspect of it all, you were well prepared for just being a a, a athlete, mm -hmm. star athlete. But the mental aspect of it probably was more taxing on you. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you can you can have everything physically as far as like being a great athlete, but if the mental isn't there, um, you won't perform as well. So you definitely have to have them both healthy. Um, and not just so, more so focused on the physical aspect. What types of things did you do to prepare yourself from the mental aspect of, of all that you accomplished? Um, I would meditate. Um, I believe in God. So um, he's my rock. He's my faith. I would pray before every meet. Yes, um, and just remember, I will always remind myself that, you know, God gave me this gift, you know, and I'm here to use it, you know, to inspire others, to inspire myself. So those are really my main practices that I focused on. And all, that's all a part of giving back, too, to inspire others and, and hopefully uh, provide that mentorship and guidance to younger people like it was done for you. Um, 
you are currently living where? Do you still live in this area, or where do you currently live? I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. In Georgia? Yes. All right. <laughs> How long have you been in Atlanta? Um, Almost a year. I'm coming up on a year. I moved in January. Anyway, how do you like that area? It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. A lot. It's a lot busier than here, so it was quite an adjustment um, when I first got there. But I like it. Do you have any intentions of eventually coming back to the Hampton Roads area to live? Yes, yes. I can never leave the Hampton Roads area. This is my heart. This is my home. So yes, yes. Do you still have family here? I do. All of my family is here. Okay, so. They're never leaving. We certainly will <laughs> make certain we continue to claim you as a Hamptonian and not uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the things that you didn't mention uh, because of your modesty, did you? What happened last night? Oh, I I was inducted into the Hall of Fame um, for the the Hampton Roads Hall of Fame last night. <laughs> so how was that experience for you? <laughs> Oh, man, it was amazing. It was amazing to be inducted into the 2023 class, you know, with Michael Vick and um, all of the other great guys that were there. It was just such an honor. It was an honor, but it was so well-deserved for you and all of your accomplishments as well. What's the name of your company? You have a company... Oh, yes. Um, my timing company is called Macquarie Timing Solutions. Okay. And you do some personal training as well? So, yes. Yes. I do do personal training here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I do do some. <laughs> and for the listening audience, I know you were inducted into the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame, I say last night, but that would be in on. April. It was in April? Yes, I think. Yes, it was in April. So what was last night? Last night, well, so in April, it was the overall state of Virginia. Right. And last night, they did the Hampton Roads. Hampton Roads. Okay. And then you are also in the Virginia High School Hall of Fame, Lower Virginia Peninsula Athletic Hall of Fame, the Mid-Eastern Atlantic Conference Hall of Fame, the 2023 President's Lifetime Achievement Award. Yes. So tell us about that. Oh, my goodness. I was such an honor to accept that award. Um, I'm just very humbled, you know, even to be inducted into all of these um, different Hall of Fames. It just makes me feel so appreciated, you know, not only by the city, but by the state, you know. And I'm just so proud to, to like you said, to be a Hamptonian and to be able to represent um, our area on that level. And we're very proud that you are Hamptonian. Um, so that. <laughs> The President's Lifetime Achievement Award, where did you go to accept that? And what what was the setup or process for that? So I I actually received an honorary doctorate degree from Harvest uh, Christian University in April. Yes. And they awarded us the President's Lifetime Achievement Award. And that was in my notes. I'm I'm, I'm proud of you for finally bragging on yourself (laughs) (laughs) because I had to pull a whole lot of that out of you. But I certainly do respect and appreciate your modesty. So... (laughs) Ms. McCoy, any advice for student athletes? Um, I would say definitely surround yourself by a good around a good group. Uh, make sure you know your friends are on the same path. Make sure they have the same goals because 
you know, you don't want any distractions because you already have a tough time. Well, you're already going to have a tough time, you know, trying to balance um, uh, student life and athlete life. So I would say definitely, you know, watch the company that you keep. You want to make sure you have a supportive group of friends, you know, friends that know what your goals are and friends that are going to push you toward that goal. That is that is indeed some great advice. The work you've done, uh, being a student in Hampton City Schools and that whole aspect of being a student athlete and having great mentors and role models surrounding you throughout that time. And I know you mentioned Coach Williams and Coach Pace Pierce, but I'm sure there were many others as well. But it also allowed you to have opportunities and choices um, because you had track offers from Texas A&M, LSU, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Cal, UCLA and Miami. So you were able to pick and choose where it was you wanted to further extend your career in track and field and also be the first in your family to obtain a college degree. So I am awed by your presence. I was told that oftentimes you would bring the gold medals. I was looking forward to seeing them. Did you bring them? No, I did not. <laughs> No, I did not. Okay, so they're very, very heavy, so I don't travel with them often, but I did not bring them, but I will bring them back. All right. Just so you can wear them and take I'm a picture with them. I look forward to that. Yes. Um, one of the uh, <laughs> uh, former principals, Mr. Saunders, wanted me to tell you hello, and uh, he was giving me some tips on what to ask you as well prior <laughs> to your coming in, so... He is very proud of you and, and very proud of the fact that you are a Bethel Bruin. And we certainly appreciate all that you've accomplished and you're giving back to the community as well. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Ms. McCory, for joining me today and for sharing more about you, your experiences as a student, and your career. I'm sure our listening audience has thoroughly enjoyed our time together this morning. And to our listeners, remember... Education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. As one community, one transformation, we will ensure academic excellence for every child, every day, whatever it takes. We'll catch you next week. Listen to learn more about Hampton City Schools. New episodes of HCS Talks drop on Thursdays. Subscribe and listen to HCS Talks. HCS Talks is a Hampton City Schools production.